is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Drop all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host. CJ the Painkiller D. Simone, and I am joined by my partner in crime, my right seater, and one of my very, very best friends. Let's get some music queued up for him right about now. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see what we're going to do here for our man right here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play this one just for the hell of it. Just because I can. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Kevin Jackson. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm talking about. Jax, how you doing? What's going on, man? Today's a blessed day, man. I'm really thankful to be here. A lot going on in the world. But the one thing that doesn't change, it's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. Uh, A lot of positivity, um, a lot of stupidity, unfortunately. I think that is as par for the course right now. Um, (laughs) But let's just keep it real. It doesn't change the fact that we're going into this season right now with actually a, 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 I'm just saying a real sense of positivity. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in a good place right now. We'll just put it that way. So I'm ready, man. Let's go. Let's All go. Right. Well, we've got quite a few things that I want to discuss tonight. All right. There's a couple of articles. If you guys have not had the opportunity to check out the Weapons Hot Facebook page, by all means, you need to do so. Because you know what? When I find these really cool articles, I like to share them on the page for all of you to go and check them out. And obviously, one of them that I wanted to start off with, which is tonight, all right, C.J. Mosley, one of the headlines of the New York Post, all right, C.J. Mosley says playoffs are realistic goal for the Jets this season. Now, I want to read you a little bit of this article so that way I can give you some perspective. And then, obviously, I'm going to open the floor to Kevin because I'm very curious about what he thinks about this article and so on. And then, obviously, I will give you guys my thoughts. And, of course, if you guys are watching, if you're out there tuned in live, please share the show, comment, drop a comment on the bottom so that way we can get all of these uh, – we can get everyone's comments on the air. So, again, a very special thank you for Speedy Petey tonight. Um, He's helping us produce the show. So it takes a little bit of the pressure off me so I can really start getting into the meat and potatoes of tonight's broadcast. So here we go. I'm really expecting playoffs a bust, Mosley says an Alabama uh, Alabama native told AL.com. Obviously, that's my goal every year, but I think it's something that's a realistic goal for our entire team and our coaches. Jets finished 4-13 in 2021, last in the AFC East. Yeah, we already know that. A position in which they have finished in five of the past six seasons. 
the disappointing season was the first, was the team's first under head coach Robert Sala, who came to the Jets following Adam Gase's departure. With Sala in his second year, Mosley said that he believes the Jets are far more comfortable with his scheme than a year ago. Mosley went on to add, Last year, everyone was kind of learning the system and learning each other. This year, coming into the offseason, you could tell that guys already know it. And we're two steps ahead of where we were last year as far as being in the playbook. We're last year as far as being in the playbook. We know what we have to do. Guys are comfortable. And now it's all about going out there and making plays and executing. So I think that's going to be the biggest step for us this year. So that being said, Kevin, I open the floor to you. You do your thing and you tell me exactly what you think. First and foremost, C.J. Mosley is all of us. As a player, as someone that's actually been in the locker room, on a, on a good team, right, and, and also on a horribly bad team, we all believe that if we play to our potential that we can win. We all believe that we can be champions. Um, just because us as fans are so jaded because of, you know, the deficiencies that we've shown in leadership over these past 10 years or whatever now um that they believe that anytime we feel like we are going to be good or we have any hope that it should be shot down i I myself have sat here and i've said that as a jets fan expectation is difficult we're watching this team turn the corner and cj mosley is basically a microcosm of exactly that the mindset of a winner we believe that we can win we within this locker room right now especially with the infusion of talent especially with the upgrades i guess let me let me digress what we hope the upgrades in coaching um, are going to produce because, you know, the, the, the jury is still out to a certain extent. But I mean, the, the expectation is that we're going to be better. Right. I'm, I'm not saying playoffs because I'll be honest, it's difficult coming from where it is that we were, you know, uh, considering our roster, considering our coaching staff, considering all of those things. It's really difficult to say that we are going to immediately just be ready to jump in and be a playoff team. I personally said that just based on the additions that we made, I guess the, the, the expectation of improvements from the guys that we had here last season, I mean, going into this season that, uh, you know, I say nine, 10 games is possible. I don't think that it's far. I don't think that it's far fetched. I think that it's reasonable to believe that based on how we've improved and based on how maybe some of these other teams maybe have not, um, that we're going to come in and we're going to shock some folks. There's a lot of lazy, lazy narratives around this team. We've been low-hanging fruit for so much for so long uh, that these people they kind of just feel like it's possible to put them to continue that. And CJ Mosley also had a comment uh, last season that I think is relevant going into this one. People are going to come in here and think it's going to be easy, and they're going to get punched in the mouth. That's my expectation right now. People are going to come in, they're going to think it's easy, and they're going to get punched in the mouth. Um, I think our defense is going to be better. I think our offense is going to be better. I think those guys within the locker room, they see it. They can smell it. If you have a good team, you can feel it in your skin. When you put your mouthpiece in and you bite down on it, it feels different. I think these guys are really feeling that right now. And how much uh, it actually comes to fruition on the field, I'm really excited to see. Um, but I think C.J. Mosley is basically channeling what some of us in the fan base have not actually come around to and that we are a better team and that we're going to be a better team if we continue on the trajectory that we're on. I love it. 
I love it all. Give me all of it. I didn't say, yeah, go ahead, tap me in. Because that's exactly how it is that I feel. And I know, you know, there's been some questions, you know, last season because we didn't do well, we didn't play well. Shout outs to my man, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, who I love. I miss him. Um, I hope he's out there living his life right now. I hope he comes back to us um, in, in a reasonable amount of time here. I miss him. Um, but he and I, we shared some positivity last season because of what it is that we believed was possible. Not necessarily guaranteed because there are no guarantees in this, but we believed it was possible. And there's some folks out there, <clears throat> Scott Kalispi, that will continue to say that, you know, we've been wrong. And we have. We haven't been wrong about the possibility. The possibility still exists. The outcomes are a little different. I think that maybe we see some differences in outcome this season. If we're not being a fan, why not be hopeful? That's kind of where it is that I'm at for that. Um, so, yeah, CJ, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if that was long-winded or, or, or whatnot, but, you know, I'm going to keep it real. I love it. I think that if that type of attitude is the attitude that is being bred in that locker room and that's the culture change that is actually being affected right now, why would you be mad at it? I don't think there really is anything to be mad at as far as what C.J. Mosley is saying right now because, you know, he's in the locker room day in and day out. He knows the guys that are there. You know, he's been there for OTAs and minicamps, and he sees that the effort is being put in. Now, mind you, you know, C.J. Mosley is not a pup. C.J. Mosley has been around this league. He's been on, he's been on successful Ravens teams, and he knows what it takes to actually go out there and to win. So for him to actually go and take a look at everything right now and say that he feels like that the Jets systematically right now are in a good spot where they can go out there and they can be competitive and they can really make some noise in the AFC, then you got to take it at face value because you, you got to see everything, all of the effort that's being put forth, right? You got guys that are showing up, guys that showed up for OTAs and minicamps, right? Now, look, as much as I break on OTAs and minicamps, calling it the Underwear Olympics Part 2, and how we feel like OTAs and minicamps are really just should only be for the rookies and not really for the veterans and so on, Kevin, you know my thoughts on the NFL offseason. I think that the NFL offseason is way, is way too short. I think that... In order for these players, for superstar players, to fully be able to heal, they need at least a good two to three months off from football activity in order for them to give themselves not only physically a chance to heal, but also mentally a chance to heal. All right? So that being said, if C.J. Mosley is around all of the schemes and he's around the attitude in the building and he's around the passion and the energy, why wouldn't you want someone like a C.J. Mosley who people look at as a voice in the locker room to say, yeah, this is a potential playoff caliber football team. This is a potential football team that can really start to give some people fits. This is a team that New York Jet fans by the end of the season are going to be proud of. And they're going to be proud that they invested their hard-earned money to go and watch them play in MetLife Stadium after spending all that money on tickets, where maybe some of those PSL holders and season ticket holders will start maybe rethinking their decisions as far as not re-upping with the New York Jets. Okay? So with that, there's actually another person's opinion that I want to get on. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce him the right way. So, let's go ahead and get some music keyed up for him. <laughs> Here we are. You hear the music. You know it's coming. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome from the Snowman in the Morning broadcast, Mr. Brian Snow! You know what? I'm oh, honored guys. with that theme you're playing for me, okay? Oh, it's good to see you, brother. My God, it's good hey. to see you. Good to see y'all. Good yeah. to see y'all. I appreciate you. I, I appreciate you having me. After the last year, man, it just feels good to be back behind the mic. And especially since April, I'm tired of hospitals. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not in one. I'm making sure I don't wind up back in one. I personally uh, am really excited to have you on. It was a little bit of a last minute surprise for me. Um, but understanding where it is that you were, I followed along with, uh, you know, some of what it is that you had going on. And uh, if I can say just to begin, you look good. Thank you. Welcome aboard for the night. Um, but but you, you, you've been known for uh, for having takes, right? You've been known for being, <laughs> you know, pretty strong in, in your opinions on these things. Um, the, the Jets right now are in a little bit of a transition period. And, and from somebody who, you know, maybe represents a little bit of a different fan base. Um, has seen you know some of the ups and downs and some some good and some bad in your own. Um, give me your idea of what it is that you see. Uh, you know your thirty thousand foot view on where we are as of right now. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with CJ for a moment, oh, and I will kidding. say, <laughs> you know the person in Jets Nation that. I'll go ahead and say, I, I know it's June, it's not September, but I'll go ahead and say it. You know the person who I feel sorry for the most coming into this season? Bob was choosing. <laughs> the, fabulous, <laughs> the fabulous radio voice of the New York Jets. And I have to admit, y'all know I'm a radio rat. I love listening to radio sports. I would love for C.J. Mosley's words to become prophetic. I would, because I want to hear more exciting touchdown calls instead of turnover calls and see more touchdown passes instead of interceptions and long runs. I would love to see this turnaround for the Jets. And now is the time to get the hope started. That's where I'll stop. Because oh, I got the perfect clip for that. Go. Go with it. Playoffs? Don't talk about Playoffs? Come on! You Nothing me? more classic Playoffs? than that! Come I on! That <laughs> you gotta love it! <laughs> that's per that's a perfect clip. Yeah. Considering I play it a lot on my show, number one, and number two, my better half is a big time Colts fan. So she's very she's very familiar with that. And as you said, CJ, as you as you both said, from from a guy in CJ Mosley who's around the players who's been in a winning culture with Baltimore, trying to establish that winning culture with the culture with the New York Jets, Robert Sala trying to establish the same culture with the Jets that he established on the defensive side in San Francisco. Would I love to see it happen? Absolutely. Because I'm sick and tired of the Patriots backing their asses in the playoffs somehow, which makes me glad they got blown to smithereens in Buffalo during wild card weekend. 
I'll touch another point that CJ says. That these players don't need to touch anything football-related for three months. After the Super Bowl is complete, I don't care if the draft's going on. All the veterans, I will put a caveat in there, that are signed to contracts that put in the daily work, they don't need to touch anything football-related for three months because that's about how long you need for your body to heal, completely heal, physically mentally and emotionally because we're talking about 17 weeks of getting pounded okay especially and the ones i feel for the most the offensive line this is from a football broadcaster of almost 30 years i've seen linemen get tortured and then have to come right back and get ready for the next season i don't like that realistically i mean this just goes back to what it is that i was saying about attitude changing i don't know if it's a voice of change right i think this is just basically a a a, a an extremely solid example of an attitude change that isn't being recognized on the outside, but it doesn't matter if it's being recognized on the outside. It's being recognized where it needs to be in the building. Exactly. All that matters. Inside that locker room, that's what it is. I would love for Bob Wischusen to flip the finger to everybody, right. to every other NFL, a AFC especially, broadcaster, especially in that division, hey, we won 12 games because I love, like I said, I love listening to radio. I love listening yeah. to radio sports. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear Bob with shoes and get excited and not. I can just okay. imagine, imagine the calls, right? Um, imagine the excitement when we're coming into the bye week, two or three games above 500. I just, just imagine the calls. Imagine the excitement when we actually see some of, you know, this young talent starting yep. to turn the corner right imagine yep. the calls imagine the excitement and, and for somebody like like bob who's, who's you know who's been a part of this you know this foundation for as long as he has mm -hmm. I, I can i can only imagine really what it is that i, I can only imagine the emotion that is just going to be elicited from being able to watch that in person right especially want, from a guy who's so invested in it i want with Susan to experience what greg papa experienced in green bay when Robbie Gold hit the game winner and Greg Popo basically lost his voice. I want Wachusen to experience that. I want Wachusen to experience that. Yeah. You know, I want the Jets to experience that. Now, recency bias does play a big part in this, but that is why you reset every year. And with Mosley getting this out there, and the Jets getting behind it, get behind it. Thanks. We're actually looking at, and again, CJ, you know, and, and Brian, I, I think I've said this when you were on the show previously, it really is a hell of a time to be a Jets fan right now. Mm -hmm. um, look, I, I, we're going to discuss this a little further in, my, in the spotlight later on, but as fans, are we ready to turn the corner the way that I believe that the team is actually leaning into this right now? I hope so. I hope, I, I hope so, because I will admit a guilty pleasure is watching the post-game report with CJ and having him go totally the hell off. <laughs> I want to see CJ with a big old smile on his face. Yeah. Okay? I want to see him with the, 
with with the touchdown arms and not the sad arms. Yeah. You know, I in, want in your lips. My I guy. want CJ. I want CJ, and I'm kidding as I say this. I want CJ to not have his glasses steamed from the steam coming out of his ears after a chess loss. CJ, you know what? That's right there. That is so much facts. Because you know what, Brian? This is what we want to dish out this year. We want to dish out plenty of ease. The Jets yep. want to dish out plenty of ease to their opponents. And I hope y'all do. What has to be the, it has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. And I, I'm going to be addicted to watching CJ's post-game reports. I'm going to have my wife help me with the, with the Colts report because I'm good friends with their play-by-play voice, Matt Taylor. So there are some things that we're going to do. But I want to see that black Jets jersey, that black Jets uniform, come out of MetLife Stadium and play a few meaningful games. I don't want them to be, and and I'm from Chicago, so I'll make this reference. I don't want them to be like the Chicago Cubs and have them be completely useless by the end of September. No. You got 17 chances to get it right. 17 of them. (laughs) All right, really quick, I want to get some of these comments on the air. And thank you again, everybody who's tuning in tonight to watch us live. CJ the Painkiller, DeSimone here. Mr. Kevin Jackson on the other side of the glass, our very special guest joining us tonight, Mr. Brian Snow from the Snowman in the Morning Show. Be sure to go and check him out. All right. Mr. Scott Gillespie, kicking this off. Got to be the funniest comment of the night. There's oh, gonna no. be a lot of There's going to be a lot of frustration drinking this year by CJ. <laughs> Guy Fisher in the chat. Thank you again for joining in. Listen, I'm already talking smack at work, wearing my jet stuff. I'm driving them crazy. Good for them. <laughs> I've, seen CJ, I've seen CJ do some frustration drinking live. All right? I've seen it. <laughs> I'll, I'll add this. When I lived in North Carolina, not only did I see it, I did it on my side. Okay? <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, Simon Baccarella, in in, re- in response to uh, Snowman's Bob Wischusen comments, I always listen to Bob while watching the game. Mr. Ben Jackson, thank you again for tuning in tonight. What CJ is saying is the same attitude of the teams that consistently win. Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon Baccarella, back in the comments here. I don't see it for this year, but it would be ecstatic if they made the playoffs. I'm guessing seven wins. Following year will be 10-plus. Guy Fisher back in the chat. C.J. Mosley and the fact that we have two Super Bowlers on our team is the leadership there. Florencio Rodriguez, shout out to him. What's up, fellas? What's up, Florencio? And, of course, everybody else who's watching over here, Sean Steele. Let's see, who else is watching? Simon Baccarella, a couple other people are tuning in. We appreciate everybody tuning in, giving us a... I want to hear that excited New York I want to hear that excited New York accent from CJ for a win and not a loss. Because I happen, this is how I got hooked on CJ's uh, post game. When they played the 49ers at MetLife Stadium two years ago, CJ sent me an invite and said, I have to have you because I got to get your perspective. I said, All right. So I signed in. My wife comes in. She looks, she sees me signed in. 
And CJ says, how do you want to handle this? I'm like, you're the home team. You go first. And CJ cut loose. And I heard every part of the New York slash George Carlin New York accent come out in those first 20 minutes. And I'm in my office dying. Is this? I, I, all, I, all I remember CJ saying in the midst of my laughter, and I don't want to hear it this season. I want to hear CJ get excited. I want to hear, I, I don't I, I don't want to hear, how can this happen? What in the, I don't want to hear any of that. Snowman, you got you to do a Joe Beningo for me. Come on. Come on. You, can't, you cannot be on this show without doing a Joe Beningo. And, I, and I'll not give you a Beningo. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear about the, and no, he's got to go. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear about the. I don't. I don't want to hear about. The, I, I forgot the sequence. And I don't want to. And don't tell me the Jets are going to beat the Dolphins. Why the hell would I think that? <laughs> don't tell me Buffalo's beating. Here it is. Don't tell me Buffalo's beating New England. Don't tell me that the Jaguars are going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. And don't tell me the Jets are going to beat the Dolphins. Why would I think that? And I still have that clip. I still have that clip. Benito and Robert from FAN. I love it. Love it. <laughs> I, I, God, I, I still have I still have that clip because it was funny on Sunday seeing CJ go off about the Jets. And then on Monday, hearing Benito and Roberts go off about the Jets. And it almost sounds the same, right? Yeah, almost. it does. <laughs> <laughs> Almost sounds the same. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Didn't CJ say this yesterday? But now you got Evan Robertson on the phone. <laughs> but no, to go back to the, to my point, let's let CJ Mosley's words become prophetic and let's let Bob Wisdusen go completely crazy in the booth. Matter of fact, Let's let it come down to the last two or three games of the year. Jets sitting on 11 wins. And they got to have one to get in. They got to have one. And I hope that opponent is none other than the New England Patriots. Why do I want it to be the Patriots? Because I want the Jets to stick a foot in their ass and get in the playoffs. I'm a 49er fan. We went through it last year with the Rams because everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion, especially when the Rams got up 17-0, that the Rams were just going to walk all over us at SoFi. Ambry Thomas's interception changed all that. I want that kind of outcome for the New York Jets. Oh, uh, I mean, we, get, we get, get some revenge. I know I'm dating myself here, but get some revenge for A.J. Dewey. Will you please... Yep. Get some revenge for AJ Dewey in that mud bowl in Miami. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. So really quick, let's switch gears. Uh, I want to actually bring up this article courtesy of heavy.com. And this is about none other than Quinn and Williams. All right. So I do want to give Paul Edson Jr. Uh, from uh, heavy.com to uh, credit on this one. Quinn and Williams calls out lying Jets insider. Stop lying. 
this should be very, very interesting. So again, I'm going to read you guys oh, a little boy. bit of an article. So, and then this time we'll go in a different order. Snowman, I'm going to have you kick it off because I'm curious to hear what you have to say. And then we'll kick the ball over to uh, to Jax to, to give me his opinion. And then obviously I'll follow it up from there. One of the quietest off-season storylines for the New York Jets has been Quinn and Williams' contract situation. It was a buzzworthy topic at the NFL Combine because of his pending fifth-year option, but general manager Joe Douglas quickly clarified that they fully intended on picking that up. Accepting the fifth-year option was a formality for the Jets. The much more intense conversation revolves around a juicy long-term deal. Now, here's where it starts getting interesting a little bit. On the Flight Deck podcast, courtesy of Rich Simini of ESPN, gave us an update on the Williams contract talks. He said that the Jets brass has been, quote-unquote, checking in throughout the offseason with both Williams and his representation about a long-term contract. When talking about what a deal could look like, Simini said something in the $17 to $20 million per year range on a multi-year deal. A few hours later, I sent out this tweet which if you actually go to heavy.com and pull up the uh, the article, you can actually see the tweet by Rich Semini on there, which has been embedded in there. Williams responded by saying, LOL, at Rich Semini, stop lying on Twitter, uh, crying laughing face emoji. Almost immediately after hitting send, Williams went back and deleted the tweet. It's unclear what part of the tweet believes Semini was lying about, whether it was the Jets staying in contact throughout the offseason or perhaps about his informed speculation about what the particular financials could look like on a new deal. Either way, Williams did not seem to be a fan of the narrative around his contract status this offseason. Snow, we'll kick this off to you. Reason to be concerned about Quinn Williams' contract? Or is this much ado about nothing? I have two statements. Number one, Quentin Williams, you stupid idiot. If you don't trust the Jets organization by now, you're never going to trust them. And my second statement is, that's a broad hint that he wants to leave after his fifth year. And I'll leave it there. What really are we doing? The fact of the matter is, is that Rich Semini, I can almost guarantee you, knows nothing about contract negotiations. Who would tell that more on anything anyway? Dick Semini. Please allow me to calm down just a moment and not express my frustration with this stupid ass commentary that we're getting from this. Quentin Williams probably, you know, all the crying face emojis and all of that that he deleted, he's justified in doing that. If I want to be realistic about my expectations on a contract anyway, why would we think that Joe Douglas would pay $20 million to a guy that's going to play 40 snaps? Why does anybody believe that that's rational value for that type of guy? Quinn Williams, he'd have to play 40 snaps and get 15 sacks. That's just my point of view on that. I don't believe that that those numbers are, are, are anywhere within the realm of, of, of expectation as of right now. Nor do I believe that Dick Semini has any idea what the hell it is that he's talking about anyway. Just because while he's while he's been down on on you know on the beat for as long as he has, I think the cat is jaded. I mean, some of his articles are just trash anyway. I really have very little respect for what it is that he brings to the table, other than his tenure at this point, and 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 that kind of gives him license to be able to tweet stupid shit like that. Excuse me, pardon me, stupid stuff like that. Because of his position. And, and there's a lot of people out there that follow along with that and eat it up. 
it's ridiculous. It, it is absolutely an asinine conversation to have, as well as I think that Quinn and Williams uh, response is justified. I think the reason why he would pull down that type of tweet is because it actually allows people to continue the conversation. We're talking about it right now. Why? It's not it, it's not even something that should be part of our discussion right now. Because the fact of the matter is, is that Quinn and Williams is, is, is basically playing for his contract this season. Throwing out a number now is premature. We know Joe Douglas hasn't played in games. What are we doing? Come on, man. Let's be, let's be better, please. Look, as far as the Quinn and Williams contract situation, Kevin, Brian, you guys have heard me say this a couple of different times on this show. Here go the glasses. <laughs> you guys have, have heard me say... Contract negotiations between player and organization when they are hashed out or they are exposed in social media do not end well. Nope. Go and take a look at the Jamal Adams contract situation, right? What did this guy do for three months? Completely scorched earth on the New York Jets organization, started talking that his rep- his representation jumped out. They couldn't do this, they couldn't do that, they couldn't do the other thing. They're, nobody's talked to us about any contract demands. Nobody's talked to us about any contract fees. Needs to stay behind closed doors. For Rich Simini to speculate that a contract could look somewhere within the range of 17 to 20 million, he's entitled to his opinion, he's entitled to his speculation, doesn't necessarily mean that he's correct. He's a reporter, he's doing what he's supposed to do, but here's the thing. Semini, who's been around this business for a long time, he's been around the team for a long time, understands one thing, understands how the Jets, as far as financials are concerned, operate. And what has happened with the New York Jets in years past? We have been notoriously cheap in signing players. Okay, which is the reason why players end up leaving us to go someplace else for our own homegrown talent. So now, as far as Quinn Williams is concerned, the Jets are picking up a fifth year option. I fully expect that the New York Jets and Quinn Williams will get a deal done at some point before the end of this season. And I think for anyone to throw gasoline on this fire right now is pretty stupid. Because you got another five plus weeks, all right, actually maybe maybe less than that, roughly about five weeks, before the opening of training camp. And then once we start getting into the month of August, we're going to start with preseason games. This is something that does not need to be front and center right now. Maybe it is because of the dead period. There's no OTAs and mini camps and other bullshit for them to, to uh to, to cover right now. So they got to have something to put out there for clicks. To me, this is much ado about nothing. The Jets and Quinn and Williams will get a deal done. And if they don't, then they don't. Then Quinn and Williams goes someplace else. It is what it is. All right. But for this to be talked about in the realm of social media is just stupid. It really is. I think the problem is, is that people are being lazy and not recognizing the situation as it stands now. Yeah, we've had difficulties wanting to play, uh, wanting to pay veterans in the past. Joe Douglas, I think, has exhibited that he's willing to pay the veterans uh, that perform here. 
uh, let's just say John Franklin Myers got a got a contract, uh, you know, in the, during the season. It wasn't even where, oh yeah, we're going to play the game and we're going to negotiate. We're going no. The guy produced. He got paid. And then, you know, because the team struggled a little bit and he was playing out of position and all of that. Now, as fans, we're questioning why it is that we pay. That's why we lose, folks. That's why free agents don't want to come here. Compound that type of environment with the previous regime's inability to, to pay the guys that performed. And that's why we're, we're talking about the just tax being what it was. I don't think it'll be that way going forward. I think Joe Douglas is doing everything that he can to change the perception of what it is that it means to play here from a front office point of view. We brought in guys that have solid histories of performance. Most of these guys have either been deep in the playoffs or on Super Bowl teams, and they are speaking about wanting to play here. Come on now, guys. I said this last week. We need to be better. As fans, we're, we're playing ourselves right now. And I know that there are some of us that have, you know, at, at least a, an optimistic, a, you know, understanding of what's going on. But if I'm going to say this, and, and I mean, I know that's your boy, I'm sick of listening. I'm sick of watching Scott's funky ass comments in our, in our chat. I'm glad he's watching the show. I am. I'm not mad at that. I'm just keep it real. The comments they get on my nerves, they make my skin crawl. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I am a Jets fan. I've been a Jets fan damn almost 50 years now, right? I've been a Jets fan long enough to know that I choose to be hopeful about my team instead of being a dick in the comments, being a dick on Twitter and being a dick any other place. I defend this team because they're my team. I don't necessarily tell you that they're a good team when they're not a good team. What I'm saying is we've done quite a bit to change where it is that we've been. Facts. And if all that, if all that, what it is that you're going to do is you're going to chirp from the sideline with the nonsense, go root for the Giants. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to get on to the third topic for tonight's show. And again, this is off of NewYorkJets.com. Credit Eric Allen, a senior reporter for the New York Jets for this. Braxton Berrios making headlines as always. He's buying stock in Jets offensive talent. Veteran wide receiver says Elijah Moore is electric with the ball in his hands. Garrett Wilson's maturity is through the roof. So, again, I'm going to read you a little bit of this article and very curious to hear what uh, you guys think about it. After Braxton Berrios resigned with the Jets in March, he didn't use any of his guaranteed millions to make a big acquisition. Truthfully, honest answer, I have not made a major purchase, he said during the club's offseason program. Maybe stocks, but I haven't made a major purchase for me. Berrios is a finalist for the William Campbell Trophy, in which is considered at the academic Heisman. He had a 3.96 GPA in college and was a valedictorian for the University of Miami Business School in 2018. He's got a strong financial sense, but the humble Berrios says he's not having luck with his recent activity in the stock market. <laughs> I'm in the market, but not doing well. All right, so... Uh, he did go on to say, I think we're getting close, very comfortable with the playbook, and that helps because everybody can be versatile across the board. Playing all positions, and I think that that's huge because guys in this, guys, because things in the season can happen. If we have multiple guys who can play multiple positions, it helps the group when things like that do happen. The wide receiver unit, coached by Miles Austin, includes Berrios Davis, second-year pro Elijah Moore, rookie Garrett Wilson, Denzel Mims, and Jeff Smith. 
The slot landscape will be different after Jamison Crowder, who faced the Jets in receptions each of the past three seasons, departed in free agency and signed with the Buffalo Bills. So, what he said about Elijah Moore, I just want to skip through this here. He's smooth. He catches the ball well, and he's electric with the ball in his hands, said Berrios. He really became a huge playmaker for us. In regards to Garrett Wilson, he says Elijah Moore had the the exact same thing coming out of college about Garrett Wilson. They act and seem a lot older than they are. Their maturity is through the roof, and I truly think that that translates onto the field as well. So, Kevin, thoughts on Braxton Berrios buying in to the New York Jets talent at the wide receiver position. Your thoughts? What's he supposed to do? His best friend is the quarterback. He actually showed quite a bit of of ability last season. And he actually got paid to come back. I think he probably got paid more than what it is that he would have commanded on the open market anywhere else. Um, He sees it just like C.J. Mosley sees it. Just like we're looking at it, or excuse me, let me not say we. I am looking at it as a positive right now. It's a hell of a time to be a Jets player. As much as it's a hell of a time to be a fan. These guys believe. And and being fiscally responsible and not buying some stupid crap like a Lamborghini and putting it in stock. I was a stockbroker for five years. I know what it's like. The market's down. If, if you've got information where you're making all of this money in the market right now, I need to know who you're working with because that information is necessary. Not everybody has it, right? But I digress. Braxton Berrios is going to be an integral part of this offense going forward. I think it was made perfectly clear by the fact that not only did they pay him, but if you're like most of the Jets fans, you watched that flight 2022 and you saw they're very interested in making him an integral part of this offense. What do you expect him to say? Eh. If somebody wants to come get me, come get me. If another team has a better deal for me, come get me. I don't expect him to say that. I expect him to be bought in like the rest of the team is right now. Amen. These are silly season. These are silly season articles, man. I'm just going to keep it real. And I'm sorry if I'm frustrated, guys. I, I just really am. This is one of the most difficult parts of the season for me. Because the reality is, is that I'm more interested in what is going to be the product on the field. And all of these false narratives and stupid ass stories from Dick Semini and all this other nonsense, all of that stuff is just noise. It is noise. And the more we feed into it, the dumber our fan base gets. Guys, watch what it is that you want to watch. Take from it what it is that you want to take from it. But let's not exacerbate this ridiculousness that's going on. Please, let's not do that. Braxton Berrios is a good player. He's a, and and I I don't even know, can we call him a homegrown talent because we didn't draft him, but we brought him in early, right? So, I mean, he's one of our guys. He's a fan favorite for for all intent and purposes. These are the types of guys that you want to have these types of attitudes because that's telling you that we are turning the corner. We've been a bad team for a long time, but I'm old enough to remember AFC championship games. I'm old enough to remember back-to-back AFC Championship games. I'm old enough to remember how excited we were coming into the 2010 season because of how strong we played in 2009 with a rookie quarterback. A little bit of the same dynamic, not quite. 
But the fact of the matter is, is that what we are doing right now is we're seeing something that quite a few of our fans have never seen before. And that's moving towards being a respectable team again. I'm here for all of it. And all of this other stuff, man, I don't know. Y'all going to be pissed at me because I'm kind of sick of listening to it. The Makai Beckton story, stupid. All of this other nonsense, stupid. It's just all dumb. Let's, let's deal with what the real is. Are we going to suck? I doubt it. Are we going to be a Super Bowl team? I doubt it. Are we going to be better than what we were an exciting up-and-coming football team? Scott, Scott Kalispi, you put your money on that because that's where I'm going to put my money at. We're going to be a good team. Maybe not a Super Bowl contender this season, but why not us and why not now? Any given Sunday, these kids are hungry. The coaching staff is hungry. I think we're in a much better position. And again, if somebody comes into our stadium or comes into a game against us and they feel like we're going to be pushovers, they're going to get punched in the mouth. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know what? For Braxton Berrios to actually buy into the wide receiver talent that the New York Jets are going to be displaying this upcoming season, uh, it, not only just to piggyback on the premise, well, what exactly is he supposed to say? But take a look at some of the success that the wide receiving core had a little bit last year. Elijah Moore stepped up a little bit, okay? We had, you know, he, he became an emergence. Braxton Berrios, again, not only became an emergence in the passing game, but also became an emergence on special teams, all right? On kickoff returns, on punt returns. He became somebody in which the defense needed to watch, especially on special teams. So, again, there is plenty of room for this team to improve. Now, that being said, we are, in fact, looking at a wide receiving core that saw Jamison Crowder be their leading receiver for the past three years. Corey Davis, first year of a contract, struggled mightily, and had some issues, okay? Jeff Smith saw limited action, but he's also back in the fold, okay? We also had Vincent Smith, who's no longer with the team, all right? So we had we had other guys come in. Denzel Mims, another one, a guy who barely could get on the field, all right? So we had guys who came in last year who struggled, second year being in a season, there's all the more reason to believe that they can, in fact, take a step forward. The question is, this is exactly what I'm going to tell you, exactly what I keep saying. I can't wait for Scott to, to put a comment in because I know he's gone. He's probably got his finger on the send button already. It's already in there. Show me when the rubber meets the road. It's all great to speculate. It's all great to look at PFF stats. It's all great to take a look at the New York Jets on paper and say that we're a better football team now going into the season than they were last season. The only thing that I want to see is go out there and produce. Show me. Put wins. Start handing out L's. Beat teams you're not supposed to beat. Smack people around that you know you're fully capable of smacking around. That's it. So... You have to put your money where your mouth is. You have to go out there and perform. You have to go out there and do the work that's necessary for this team to be successful. So, again, if you're a Jets fan, you're excited about what you're hearing. You're excited about the potential of having a wide receiver room looking like Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios, and possibly a Jeff Smith. Possibly a Denzel Mims, if he can pull his head out of his ass. 
possibly uh, uh, Tariq Black, okay, a, a dark horse in making it, all right, or uh, um, who, who, who the hell is the other, um, the other dude, Devin Sanders or something like that, or, or, or uh, Devin Jackson Jr. Or, some, or, or somebody who was making waves a little bit in OTAs, and nobody even knew who this kid was, and he was an undrafted free agent, who cares, okay? If you're going to go out there and you can catch the ball and you can have an impact and have a positive impact and be able to move the chains, then let's do it. That's all I care about. All right. So, Kevin, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. It is now time for the Emmy Award-nominated weapon top <laughs> segment called In the Spotlight. I need a goddamn drop, I'm telling you. Yeah, look, please. Come on, Speedy. Uh, help us out. Um, anyways. In the White House spotlight tonight is you, funky-ass people, the fans. I love y'all. And I'm so sick of y'all in the same. I'm so sorry. Tonight, I'm going to probably piss quite a few people off, and I'm going to keep it real. I don't give a fat baby's ass if you don't like it. Some of y'all are getting on my nerves. The reality is, is that we're not a Super Bowl caliber team just quite yet. I don't think we're the worst team in the league. I don't even think we're, I don't even think we're, we're bottom five. We do have some questions about where it is that we're going as a team. But as a fan base, I always like to say that we're number one. Because I'm amongst you, right? I believe that we are one of the most passionate, one of the loudest, one of the, one of the, one of the most ridiculously just involved fan bases anywhere. And you kind of have to be when you've endured as much crap as we have over the course of the past 10 years. Look, there's, there's, there's kids out there that I talk to that are fans now that have never known us as being a good team. They've never known us as being a, a, a championship. They don't, they've never known us as being a playoff team. They've never even known us as being a, a, a team that can you know legitimately look at 500 as a realistic expectation. As a Jets fan this season, if you don't ex expect us to win seven, eight games, I'm not sure where your head is at. I'm just not. I know people want to say, oh, yeah, we need to be smart. We need to be tentative. Oh, we're not a good team. We're a better team than we were. I think that's, I think that's, that's blatantly visible. I don't think that's something that actually should even be, should even be questioned. We're a much better team than we were. And if you're a Jets fan and you pay attention to all of the moves and the ins and outs, like some of us have for decades, and you're not just, you know, low-hanging fruit picking, lazy-ass take, horrible-ass narrative, moron, monkey-ass people who have no clue really what it is that you're talking about other than wanting to be incendiary in the comments, then the reality is if you're looking at this, you're looking at this season coming up, and you're saying that we legitimately can make noise. We can legitimately make noise. We have added priority free agents in positions of need and positions that most teams don't have people that are better than these, these, these guys in certain situations. We're going to get back a guy who legitimately was, was looked at as the best player on our team last season. If he didn't get hurt, I can almost guarantee the season would not have ended the way that it did. We were decimated by injuries last season. If we remain healthy, two wins, four wins, six wins, all of that, 
it should not be difficult for us to do that. The standard of a maturation process is recognizing where you made your mistakes, not making those mistakes and improving upon what it is that you've done so that you are better. When you listen to the comments like Corey Davis says, oh yeah, second year, we're not thinking anymore. We're just able to play fast. We were in some games last season that we probably should have been. We lost some games last season because of our inexperience and because of the lack of talent. I think we have, we've addressed both of those things. We brought in players that were some of the best players on the respective teams that they're coming from at those positions. What it is that we've done offensively, and yes, there are some questions because these guys are young, but what it is that we have right now are playmakers at every position. We probably got one of the best running back duos in the AFC. I think when it's all said and done at the end of the year, our wide receiver room is going to be comparable with any team in the top five in the league. We it's have no tight ends. We had no tight ends. We've got guys that can at least produce at a level that we've seen that is that 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 will put us in the conversation for saying that these guys are going to be effective playmakers within this offense. This offense is designed to put up points. When these guys actually get to a point where they know it and don't have to think and they're not and we're not talking about yeah the rookie you know kind of haze and you know everything's bouncing around your head so fast and all of that when these guys get to that point sometime this season it's going to be a beauty to behold and i'm gonna keep it real you want to say i'm a homer you want to say i drink the kool-aid put three cups of sugar in my kool-aid no ice let me get one of the big ass big gulp let me get one of the big ass big gulp cups too if that's really how you want to categorize my hopefulness in this team as fans, we got to do better, man. Let's, let's, let's not be a joke. Let's not be a running joke. Let's be knowledgeable about what we're talking about. Let's not be dicks in the comments and saying all this negative stuff. If you're talking about, you're a fan, you can be critical when they don't play well, you can do that. But in the off season, when everyone says that we've made improvements, what are you doing as fans? We got, come on, man. We got to do better as fans. And look, like I said, y'all might not like it. And some of y'all might love it. And I'm gonna keep it real. I don't care either way. If you love it, that's what's up. Holla at me. I'll be, I'll be at the home opener in Baltimore. Feel me. If you don't like it, holla at me in the chat. Y'all know my Twitter, ask body black and get with me. We'll talk about it. You can argue if that's what you feel like you want to do, whatever. But as fans, we have to do better. We have to do better. Why not put hopeful energy out into the atmosphere. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a thorough believer in energy, which is why CJ Mosley's comments are as important as they are to me and as, as much as they are probably to that locker room, which is the reason why Braxton Berrios buying stock in his team. It's an energy, which is the reason why Robert Sala is beloved the way that he is. It's an energy. If you watch that, the draft room, when they pick the guys that they pick, it's an energy. Stop putting negative energy out into the atmosphere, damn it. Cut it out. We have to be better as fans. And I'm telling you right now, when you put that energy out, I think it translates into how much these players want to win for us. They want to win for themselves now. They don't care about us, especially not when you got Makai Becton out there having to use all this negative crap as motivation. Feedback is a gift. You want feedback? Here's mine. Stop being assholes. Let's look at this team as ascending, we're going to scream our heads off when we're at MetLife. If you travel on the road, whatever, take that energy with you. But stop being morons on Twitter. Stop being idiots on Facebook and stay out of my comments with the nonsense. I'm sick of you. Let's win. Let's go Jets, baby. It's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. Let's be better.
<laughs> I got two sound bites to play for that. This is what Kevin's telling everybody right now. Shut the hell up. Please. And this is what he's also telling. Go sit down. <laughs> have, have, have several seats over there. <laughs> anyway, 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 please excuse me. I didn't want to offend anybody. But I do, you know, this is one of them times where, I, you know, some of us need to get checked, man. You need to get checked because some of this stuff, and I mean, you, you, you might think that it's cool and you might think that it's funny. You might think that it's witty and all of that. It's not witty. That shit is aggravating, especially for, for a fan such as myself that wants my team to win. I want my team to win. I don't want to listen to your dumbass commentary talking about whatever it is that you want to talk about. I don't want to hear none of that. I really, I just don't. If we don't play well, I'll be the first one here telling you that we don't play well. In this part of the offseason, talking about we're not a good team and all these other things, and we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that, you sound asinine. Cut it out. We can move now. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, there is no way that I could follow that up, dude. The only thing that I could do is this. Look, I'm, 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 I just, I'm, I'm channeling my man Jim, who I see in the comments, brother. I miss you, man. I real, I really miss you, man. You need to holler at me. Um, but, but real talk. This is what I'm. This is, uh, why are we doing this right now? All of these stupid ass articles and people are feeding and following up and boomer sides and talking about you're gonna cut a first round draft pick because he looks like he weighs too much in a damn shirt. Are you kidding me? What are we doing? Creating problems where we are now. No. <laughs> Simon Baccarella in here. I Look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Excuse me. Because I, I, I think Simon's comment is, is, is not what it is that I'm talking about, right? I just, just, right. just to be clear on that. Because, Simon, I got a lot of love for you, brother. You know, we've been rocking for, for a while. I'm glad that you're still rocking with us here. You know, especially since, uh, since the Jets Hub, when I was, when I was running the Jets Hub with, with Robbie. Um, look. Simon's comment, I think, is I, I think is is a microcosm. I root for my team nonstop. Don't rip on my team. Threw a sneaker at a Patriots fan. I'm with you on that because if he was swung, I'd have knocked him out. Uh, Just for go. you, my God, I'm gonna say right that. I, and 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 I try to go to as many games. Y'all already know my record with games and all of that. Seven games is what I feel. If seven games is what you feel from a positive point of view, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Look, we are coming from being one of the most decimated rosters in the league. We're not that anymore. We're not that anymore. We have young, gifted, athletic, hungry talent in places that we need to have it. Seven games, if that's what you feel just from where it comes from, now I get it. But saying that we're just going to be a bad team and, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet such and such, kick rocks. <laughs> I think he's looking at you, Scott Kalispe. <laughs> <laughs> Not, 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 not at all. Why would I be doing that? <laughs> you are a factory of sadness. <laughs> That's such an appropriate drop right there. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do our final thoughts for tonight. So, Kevin, any final thoughts for tonight? I have you pretty much said your piece. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and family. It is a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. I mean, there's a lot of folks who might not agree. There's a lot of folks who honestly have 
realistic, you know, expectations that we're going to be a, a middling team. And I'm not mad at that. I'm not saying that we're jumping out of the stadium. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we're Super Bowl bound. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we're a great team. We haven't earned that yet. But all of this negativity, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And being funny is one thing. Trying to be funny and not being is something else altogether. Trying to say that you're a Jets fan and you're long suffering and all of this nonsense and then looking at this and saying, eh, I just don't see it. We're still going to suck. If that's your idea of being a fan, that's cool. It's not mine. And because I am a fan and I'm just a fan, y'all see me look. Y'all might think that the, the staging behind me is just, I did this for a reason. I chose this space for a reason. Because I am a Jets fan. I'm just sitting here on the couch living my life, right? I don't get paid for this Jets commentary. But I'm going to keep it real. I put enough time in where I could be paid for this. I put enough time in. We watch games. I watch film with coaches and people that know. Are we a Super Bowl caliber team? No. We're, we're, we, we, we haven't proven that. Not quite yet. But I'm going to tell you right now, coming out of this season, if we have a meltdown, something drastically went wrong. And I don't see us coming out of this season, you know, with the arrow pointing down. And realistically, I'm going to apologize if I offended anybody. Sometimes I do get a little rough with, with my commentary. And I know that this is a platform where we want to spread love. I'm sick of it. Cut it the hell out. Let's go. You know what? I, I'm, not, I'm going to say this. I'm married to it right now. Because real talk, I'm going in face first. And if I get knocked out, I just get knocked out. But I'm going into the season face first. Swan dive, kid. I'm, I'm in. Because I expect, because I expect that we're going to be good. I really do. I don't. I, I. I can't say that I felt anything even remotely similar to this since 2009, 2010. In 2009, I was. I wasn't even sure. Right. Got recruited at USC. I was a USC fan when I was in school. I. I. I thought Mark Sanchez was going to be better than he was, and he played well. Right. Four playoff wins. Come on, man. Think about that. He wasn't even that good. Zach's a better quarterback. If we get a team around him that even resembles that closely, I'm telling you right now. The sky's the limit. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Enjoy the ride. Stop all of this nonsense, man. Real talk. Come back with me. Come back with me. Holler at me next week and, and we'll discuss. All right. I like the sound of that. All right. My final thoughts, plain and simply put, are this. You want to be excited? You want to be excited for this upcoming season? Go right ahead. Nobody's telling you not to. If you want to be cautiously optimistic, go ahead. Nobody's telling you not to. You want to be pessimistic about the season? Go ahead. Nobody's telling you not to. All right? But there's plenty of reasons to be excited about the New York Jets and what they're bringing to the table in 2022. And that being said, it's now time for all the talk to stop. It's now time for... You know, all the, the, the picture posing of who showed up to, to camp to camp and this, that, and the third, looking like a beast, looking like a, 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 a heavyweight boxer or a bodybuilding promo or whatever. Nobody gives it there. Okay? At the end of the day, it's the work that you put in and what you do on Sunday that's going to dictate and it's going to tell your story. So we still got a couple weeks ahead of us before training camp kicks off. 
Let's hope nothing stupid happens. Let's hope nobody gets hurt. And hopefully we could go into week one being 100% healthy, which is something the New York Jets have not done for a very, very, very long time. So as long as we can start week one 100% healthy and see what this team can do at full strength, then I think it'll be able to, to show us the clear picture of what lies ahead. So, with that, that's all I got. This yeah, is the. I, 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 yeah. So, go ahead, Kevin. Let's go. No, man, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to continue to beat this dead horse. I'm just, I'm just going to say, as of right now, I'm going to choose to uh, to have tempered expectations, right? And this is me being, I think, realistic. Nine, ten wins shouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for us. Continuing to think that there are games that we shouldn't win, that's not the mindset of a winning team. Let's go. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I do got a couple of comments that I want to read from our producer, Speedy Petey. Thank you again for putting your comments in here. Definitely not one of the worst as long as the Texans, Jaguars, and the Bears still exist. <laughs> Kevin chimed back in with Detroit also. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm saying it. Yeah, Detroit no, trash boats. <laughs> Be realistic. We're a better team. And then, true, I do think they got better in the offseason and have somewhat of a sense of direction. But, yeah, organization is still a dysfunctional mess. But, you know what? That's... Yeah. The only way that the stink of years past is going to finally come on this franchise is for us to win and to be successful. And until they do that, they're going to continue to make jokes about the Jets. They're going to continue to talk shit. It is what it is. We've all seen it before. We've heard the song. And I disagree with. We- I disagree with dysfunctional. Also, I'll just say that I, I disagree with dysfunctional. I don't think. No, I don't think we're dysfunctional anymore. Right. I don't. Uh, I, I don't think we're dysfunctional anymore. I think that we finally have gotten gotten over that. We're young, we're young and unproven, but we are not dysfunctional. That's I agree. Not where we're at. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. That's actually a much better statement. All right. So with that, that's going to do it for tonight's episode of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow us on Twitter Sorry, at Weapons. Follow us on Twitter at Weapons Hot Show. Follow me at JetsFan0523. Follow my partner in crime on the other side of the glass, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. And, of course, honorable mention to our XO who is in the chat tonight. Hopefully hopefully he will uh, be joining us very, very soon. Uh, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine at Jets by Jim. Every Monday night, 7 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We got a Facebook page. Hit that like button, subscribe, message us. We'll message you right back. We love talking to people about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. If you you think the show is great and you enjoy it, that's awesome. Leave us a comment. Awesome. If, you think we su- if you think we suck and we know nothing about football, hey, that's okay. Mm. Leave us a comment, too. We're the trolls that live under the bridge. Mm-hmm. We'll go back and forth with you. We don't care. All right? <laughs> also, our home base, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, if you haven't liked and subscribed to their Facebook page, be sure to go ahead and do so. Hit that little bell for the notifications. So every time we go live, you will get a notification so you can tune right in on your device. Doesn't matter whether you're in your car, whether you're in your office, whether you're at the gym, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you're picking your nose in the backyard or whatever. 
All you got to do, hit that bell when we go live. You'll get the ping, and you'll be able to tune right into the feed. Also, download the app. That's even simpler, all right? If you got an Android, go to Google Play. If you got an iPhone, go to the Apple iOS store. Search up WWSRN. Be able to download it there. You can not only consume Weapons Hot, but also the other great shows that are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, like the Ryan Hickey Show, Off the Mat, The Weekend Crunch, The Sports Loudmouths. I could go on and on and on. Why would you content? Loudmouths is a dope show. You guys are kind of missing out if you're not checking that. Hell yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Shout out to Mr. Brian Snow, who had to leave us unexpectedly tonight. He had a little bit of an emergency that needed his attention. We hope everything is well. He will be back with us very, very soon as we continue to talk more New York Jets offseason football. And, of course, last but certainly not least, tomorrow night on Jets World, yours truly, Weapon Top Mission Briefs. Yes, my producer will be back, so hopefully I won't get dinged with another block from UMG and blocking my content and all that other bullshit that took place last week. That was just a complete friggin' mess. Oh, I don't even want to go into it. So... Oh, and Scott Kalisby, he gets a shout-out for him, too. Be sure to take the purple dildo out of your ass this time, okay? So, Uh anyhow. (laughs) Just shouting him out all night. Just shouting him out all night. Exactly. Said your name name more than Jimmy's tonight, and Jimmy is my guy. Right. Amen to that. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Kevin Jackson, otherwise known as Spotty Blackman, our producer tonight, Mr. Speedy Petey, thank you for taking time out to help us out. And to all of you, thank you that are watching tonight, all of you, we love you guys so much. We could not do this without you. So you know what? I'm going to play something for you guys. Very, very special. This has been Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Peace out, guys. We'll see you next week. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.